The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another Matt Landman conversation. Frankenskies director, the creator, the visionary behind Sparrow Protection Clothing. And also, he's an actual activist. See what I did there? Actualactivists.com. Fun, fun guy. Really, really intelligent. Uh, easy to talk with, man. I'm proud of this episode. Um, this one, there, every once in a while, you get an episode that I'm not you know, turned off by the sound of my voice in. And that's one of these. I think that we have a conversation the way that conversations need to be had. He kind of talks for, you know, two to five minutes at a time. And then I jump in for about the same amount of time. And we just have this really good volley going back and forth. And like I said, really proud of this one. Of course, you already know you're listening to Dangerous World Podcast. And Man, this guy, like I said, really, really kind of leading from the front here. His actual activists website is now not only educating people with memes and all kinds of really quick information, quick hitting information, right? He's now really putting a lot of truth or podcasts out there. So if you want to, you can go check out his site. It's becoming essentially a hub, sort of like Alt Media United, but on a smaller scale, right? He's he's starting out and he's spreading the word. Uh, to people that traffic his site. And I, I mean, I really recommend going and checking out the sparrowprotectionclothing.com. It is fascinating. Got Faraday cages, which I still need to get one of those or two of those myself. Gloves, uh, boxers to protect your balls. Um, you know, all kinds of really cool stuff. Beanies. I actually want to look into the beanies. Um, but yeah, just really, really great stuff that he's doing over there at Sparrow. And uh, the reason that he really came across my radar was the Frankenskies movie. Um, so this dude's walking the walk and talking the talk. He talks a lot of shit against the powers that be. And he is all about helping, right? He's about helping. These clothes are a little expensive because they're silver lined. Um, but if you look at it comparatively, it is much, much cheaper um, in some cases by a high, high margin. So really, really big thanks to him. Uh, we talk about a lot of topics here too just to name a few of course frankenskies 2 which is the sequel to his awesome movie which you can watch on his website frankenskies the movie.com if i'm not mistaken um i should probably get all these things right before i start just rattling off here 
but uh, I will look this up while we are live. Frankenskies. Uh, Franken's okay. I mean, this is how you know the dude shadow band because there is Frankenstein is what's coming up a lot here. Uh, Frankenskiesthemovie.com. Sorry. Jeez, what an unprofessional fuck. Um, I am, not him. But yeah, Frankenskies 2. Awesome stuff. I'm really excited about that. We talk about how chemtrails aren't really as active as they once were when he made the film. And he actually has a really cool theory about why they are cutting back on this. You can imagine it has something to do with the Rona. Um, predictive programming, not just in pop culture, but in government programs and even in alternative media. Podcasts like mine. Not mine specifically, but podcasts like mine. And why it's so in our faces now as opposed to being so hidden like it used to be. Touch on CERN a little bit. Um, and he has this really cool idea about how CERN is actually making time move faster. I don't know if when you were a child, felt like time was moving very slowly uh, down to the seconds is what he says. And he talks about how this has a lot to do with alternate timelines and meta as well. Right. Um, the the new Facebook creation. So later on, probably in the Patreon, we get into like hidden history, uh, future job losses and job creation how to ensure your entertainment during a grid down scenario and Amazon's book burning, which, you know, they have the Kindle uh, Kindle is, is burning, right? That's the name of the whole thing. You probably heard that before, but he breaks this stuff down in an incredible way. And the Patreon portion, and this is longer than some of them. It's about, I'm thinking it's about 35 minutes. Usually I go right around 30, but 35 minutes or so um, really good packed information. We even talk a little bit about cartoons and stuff. We, uh, we have a good, good conversation, man. So check this out. Tell your friends about not only Dangerous World Podcast, but uh, all of Matt Landman's incredible, uh, you know, trailblazing work that he is doing. So big, big thanks to him. Of course, housekeeping, guys. You're going to hear about me talk about, uh, you know, Manscaped in a little bit here. Uh, Danger is the promo code over there for only, uh, I mean, a quick, quick little uh, cash throwdown. You enter the promo code Danger, you get 20% off and free shipping with a lot of great products. Um, of course, the Patreon, that's how I make my nut, okay? Um, sometimes the sponsorships through Anchor don't pan out, and they go like an on-off scenario, and I am in an off scenario right now. They don't have me currently sponsored. They will again, I'm sure, someday. Uh, last time, that was they took a break for like two or three months. It's been two months, so I'm hoping that they'll get back on. That really kind of doubles the money coming in from the show, but Head on over there to patreon.com. You get a ton of content. If you haven't been on there yet, um, you can throw down three bucks just to test it out. I mean, you're not going to miss three dollars for all the content that that you get on that. Uh, not only videos, you get some of the old uh, Zoom chats that Brandon and I had. If you it, just in case you miss Brandon, um, you know, fun, fun stuff, man. This is when we when we first started it, we were doing a lot of content on there. And now I kind of got it dialed in how I think it's best suited for you. Um, gets not only the best value for you, but the best value for me. It's the most efficient way for me to do it. So uh, 30 minutes added on at least to each episode for only $3. Uh, if I ever do an episode that's that's too short, I just do an entirely bonus episode on there where I dive either deeper into that topic or something that's really, really uh, big in the uh, media currently, current event type stuff, right? And then you got the $5 tier as well where uh, I do a rant, a weekly rant, where it's usually kind of more goofy, um, still conspiratorial stuff. I actually just talked about this Travis Scott deal um, kind of in a satirical way. Um, obviously, I, I'm, I'm not really, there's not a, really a joking matter about this stuff, but 
I mean, God, we got to laugh, you know, um, we're going to dive very deep into that, not only in the Monday Night Master Debaters episode, but we're also going to do uh, NY Patriot myself and possibly some others. I will keep you posted. We're going to dive deep into the occult aspects of Travis Scott's Astro World deal, uh, the Jenner and Kardashian family who are witches. If you if you are a Patreon subscriber, you get some of those archive episodes, you know, it's like 69 old episodes that we took off. Um, so uh, the second episode we ever did was about witches. And, uh, I mentioned the Kardashian family. There's six of them, uh, six females that is, and they're just some shady fucks. So, uh, we were, we were ahead of the curve on that a little bit and now stuff's really coming out. So we will see where that goes. So again, guys, patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. And I'll even get you a private RSS feed so you can listen to the Patreon portions of the episodes essentially what it does instead of it being an hour long and then you got to click on a different link i send you this rss feed or you just find it yourself it's right up there in your face when you when you sign up you listen to the full episode uninterrupted the exact way that i intended you to hear them uh and the same way that you that you're listening to me right now whether it's apple spotify all these other things so big big uh push for that guys i'm really really trying to grow that and you guys are so generous. I really appreciate how hard you work for your money. So thank you so much uh, for, for the support over there. And real quick as well, the uh, dangerousworldstore.com. Got the very inexpensive, high quality t-shirts and the hoodies. The t-shirts are $17.76. Hoodies are $35. Even free shipping in the U.S. Very pro-rated discounted rates uh, overseas and, you know, abroad, I should say, whether it be Canada or, or the UK or Australia, somebody just ordered some a uh, week ago from Australia and it wasn't terribly expensive, but you know, it, it does, uh, you know, cost some money, I guess, for, for the post office to get that way over across the uh, world, essentially, whether you believe it's flat or a globe, they're still going across there. So thank you guys so much uh, for the support. I hope you continue supporting on Patreon. And if not, just leave a review on the show. Um, haven't gotten too many reviews lately. Five-star reviews help grow the platform. Share the show with a friend. It's free. I mean, just send an episode to one of your buddies, you know, uh, that you think that they might enjoy. And uh, you're really doing a lot of help, whether you're, you know, doing it at the small levels like that or the, the biggest levels of all. So thank you so much. Very excited to say that we're getting some Let's Go Brandon stickers coming out. High, high quality ones. Those are going to be available on the website. Uh, high, high quality, meaning you can put these outside and you can put them on your vehicles. I've got one in the back of my truck right now, and that thing's not going anywhere. Okay. You can tell the difference between the stickers that I have currently and these ones. Uh, so let's go, Brandon. You know what I'm saying? Let's rock it out and let's go, Matt Landman. That kind of rhymes a little bit. And Matt Landman is actually a good dude, and Biden is clearly not. Um, so, you know, it is what it is, but guys enjoy the episode with Matt Landman. The second time he's been on the first time he was on, I believe was episode 153. So, uh, if you want to check that out, feel free and, uh, just enjoy your life while you still got it. Okay. While these tyrants haven't taken it from you yet, everything at least, right. Enjoy life, have fun, enjoy this episode, please share the show and we will keep rocking these out. I will talk to you in just a couple of days, everybody enjoy the show. Well, folks, for the second time back on Dangerous World, I'm really happy to bring back on Matt Landman, who has obviously made the film Franken Skies, some stuff with Sparrow gear. This is that protection uh, clothing, uh, you know, protecting from uh, EMF, if I'm not mistaken. Um, really, really fascinating stuff, Matt. So how are you doing, dude? 
Hey, Ryan, I'm doing terrific. It's great to talk to you. Um, I know when I do, I'm, I kind of like run around doing all these different uh, shows and I had one with you, but doing a second one and remembering that you're in Arizona and I used to live down in Arizona as well and, and seeing you again, it's nice to like, um, it's how we're programmed really. And I've been thinking about the construct of the human mind. It's second time to charm, you know, if you see something a second time or meet someone a second time or come to an idea a second time or if someone introduces it to you another time, it's much more concrete, you know, it's so easily fleeting, um, just names and all that stuff if you just, you know, meet someone once. So I'm happy to be back on and there's so much going on. So thank you. Of course, man. Well, yeah, and I, I learned through repetition myself, so I know exactly what you're talking about. And I wasn't wearing the glasses last time we spoke either, so I might have thrown you for a loop there a little. But um, it's interesting, too, that right away you, you asked me where I'm at here in Tucson. I spoke with another individual from Arizona recently that you may be familiar with, uh, the certified health nut Troy Casey. I don't know if you have heard of his work. Um, you guys would get along really well, though, man. He's in Sedona. And um, just really one of these dudes that's very focused on protect, not only protecting the environment, but like building strong men, strong women, uh, just encouraging the idea of, you know, everyone has a place in society and everyone can be productive. And uh, I thought it was just a, it was really enlightening. And uh, the, the dude's energy is, is great. So I'll see if I can connect you guys in some way. And uh, it, it'd be, he's got a, a good, you know, social media following and stuff, but Learned a lot from him, and um, I think – aren't you working on a new film that will be out at some point soon, kind of? Um, Frankenskies 2 is it's, – it's in the works. I don't have a release date. It's all kind of happening before our eyes, kind of like how Frankenskies, the first one, it, it was delayed because it hadn't finished itself yet, and I didn't know that at the time. You know, It's kind of divine timing and whatnot because the powers that be were launching geoengineering – as an official thing and convincing us that we needed to dim the sky with what looks just like chemtrails, which what it is chemtrails. So I got to include that in the movie along with the release of 12 new clouds, which these new clouds are all old chemtrails. And we're coming to terms with that as truth seekers, conspiracy theorists, whatever you want to call it and what have yeah. you. I don't recognize his name. I lived in Sedona for almost two years, like a year and a half. And there's so many people down there that I never was able to actually meet in person. I wanted to go back down there and do some filming for Frankenskies 2 and meet some people down there because of all of the different personalities there and the skies there. I've never seen skies like it anywhere, ever. It's unreal, all the different contrailing stuff that's happening there. Really? Um, another name out of there, um, Lost Arts Radio. I went on his show about a year or so ago, but he's in Sedona and cool. And a few names have been popping out of there. It's like, it's a spiritual kind of awake, kind of interesting um, place altogether. And I'm, the truth is kind of drawn to those kind of places, which is interesting. The whole, the whole concept of like, bub, like the demographic of truth is this othering. Right now, the powers that be, they really want us to be um, othering everyone. So white, black, male, female, mask wearer or not mask wearer, you know, who are you and what are you and all this sort of stuff. And it's where the activism truth 
truthers, we're the truthers or the truth seekers, the conspiracy theorists. Let's, I mean, let's call us conspiracy theorists, I guess. I don't, all these words, terms, I don't really like. Even like when people say, are you a flat earther? It's like, I'm just questioning the astrology <laughs> in the sky. All I did was ask you, have we ever seen the backside of the moon? And you're barking down my throat with something that you've heard off of the media. You know, it's like, you can't ask these certain questions. I like to call conspiracy theorists truth seekers, you know, or truthers. Even that's kind of been thrown around a lot. And the word woke is kind of like, messed with and whatnot i hate that word now i know man it's so hard the, the <laughs> vernacular everything is hijacked though even the word hero sure. nowadays hero is like someone who wears a mask you know and it's like <laughs> how about the people who don't wear a mask what are they well they're domestic terrorists you know, yep. it's like oh, okay i guess that's the new the words for that you know the vernacular yeah, what's up is down man it's crazy it is very true um but these spiritual pockets like uh, mount shasta i live in ashland oregon just on the base of a volcano um, Sedona, Arizona, like even Asheville, North Carolina, maybe um, where else in the United States? These little pockets in the United States where people are kind of spiritual and psychic and crystally and whatnot, they happen to also be very uh, woke. Sorry. <laughs> hey, no, it's fine. And those regions, those places get a lot of crazy chemtrails. A lot of stuff goes on in the sky there. So it's really fascinating that, that places where people are um, more aware there seems to be more chemtrails, which is fascinating in and of itself. And therein, you know, lies the, you know, why, why, why are they doing it? Where and this and that. And I've been, I've been really digging into this chemtrail thing recently, trying to unravel what Frankenstein's two is exactly all about. You know, it's about the present because the, the movie Frankenstein's one starts in the 1920s. It's footage from the twenties and it goes all the way through the timeline, historical chronological timeline to 2017 when the film was released. Now I'm, I'm working on Frankenstein's two, which is basically 2017 to present and into the future. And we've got such a puzzle that's unraveling and it's so important for everyone. Now, I don't know if we talked about this on our last show, but it's so important right now for everybody to wrap their head around climate change slash global warming lockdowns. Okay, the concept of lockdowns was introduced to us, you know, like we've, if we hadn't been to prison or jail, which is where the lockdown term comes from, now we've all experienced that all together and it happened March of last year. And then people were contacting me because they stopped chemtrailing at that same time. People were contacting me and saying, Matt, are they going to not spray anymore? I see white fluffy clouds and blue skies, cobalt, beautiful blue skies. And what's going on? I didn't know what was going on either. I didn't know how long it was going to last. I knew it wasn't going to be this two weeks thing that they said. I knew that we were in for it, something. But there was a weird correlation with the chemtrails in the sky. Like why, you know, like the pilots aren't just locking themselves in their houses. These are drone operated. You know, this is totally like, why do they stop spraying while we got locked down? Well, you know, the writing starts to be on the wall. It's like an agenda 2030 and they're slowly going to do it to us while they show it to us. Cause that's part of like their disclosure kind of thing. And part is, of our consent. You know? Is that actually true that they stopped doing the chemtrails so much while we were all quote on lockdown? Ever, yes, I have. Yeah, well, coming from me, I say yes, and I, I don't just say yes and no to things, but I have on Facebook alone, I've got 55,000 followers, and I'm the chemtrail dude. I'm like, yeah. I mean, there's other chemtrail activists, yes, but I'm the most, um, I'll respond to your messages for one, yeah. and two, like, I'm, I'm, I'm interacting with a lot of people, let's just say that, and so people from all over the country were contacting me, I've never seen skies like this, Matt, are they, have they stopped the spraying, you know? It's been a week. It's been two weeks. Oh my God, look at these fluffy clouds. And I was experiencing it as well in Santa Rosa. And I look up at 
Northern California, I'd look up at the sky all the time, all the you know, every day, of course. I would assume that's the first thing that you do when you walk outside your house is look up at the I sky. Mean, before I even walk outside the house, I'm looking out. To see if it's safe, there. right? <laughs> see what's going on. Yeah, see what's going on. And I like to watch the patterns. And for me, at first, when I came out as an activist, and I'm not embarrassed to say, I'm not embarrassed to say that I was wrong about some things. And I was, I was preaching some falsehoods, unfortunately, about this whole polarity of chemtrails contrails. And, oh, no, that's a contrail. And, oh, no, that's a chemtrail. And I learned later that that short trail that you see, that people say, oh, that's a contrail. And then the long trails, they say, oh, that's a chemtrail. Those short trails are actually still chemtrails. The chemicals being mixed with the other ones. When you start to watch everything and watch them side by side, mixing the chemicals and what have you and all this. And then you see on normal days, nothing, not any short, medium long, starts to all kind of add up why they would want to polarize the argument and get us fighting over it. Oh, no, it's this. No, it's that. No, I'm woke. And I know that's a contrail, you know, and then you start to have even the truth, truthers polarized and arguing your argument, which is, you know, falsehoods and whatnot. So anyways, it, it's, it's getting very deep. It's getting very interesting. And I don't know where my role is going to go on this, all in this and whatnot, but I do want to try to represent humanity and say, fuck that shit when it comes to this climate change lockdown thing, because it's going to happen. It seems like it's, it's, it's coming up. It's coming up. They're having this whole Paris Accord and all this and or not Paris Accord, but climate Sweden meetings and all this. And so here's the deal. In Sweden of next year, this whole geoengineering thing is going to come back in our face. And Bill Gates wants to publicly dim the sun out of Sweden in June and have its experiment. And after the experiment goes well, with the controlled opposition of Greta Thunberg and the opposition being big oil, which I want to talk about. This is really interesting. ExxonMobil is the big opposition to geoengineering. And that's really fascinating to have these evil, you know, dirty energy beings, the opposers of geoengineering and other evil things. And that's all controlled. And we, and I, and we can get into that because I've been trying to wrap my head around that because it's kind of my job as an activist, especially in this space, to be able to sink my teeth into these things, digest them, and to be able to convey the message to my friend, families, and peers in like a grounded way. I mean, even the word geoengineering is already convoluted and confusing. Like if you're trying to tell someone about CERN and stuff, we don't even know what's going on, you know? It's like the particle collisions for what to what ends and all this, you know, it's all theoretical and, and whatnot. And we have to have a grounded approach when we talk to people about these things. The symbolism alone with CERN, I feel like, is something that deserves some attention, right? With Cernanos that, that, the, and Shiva and things like that, there could be obviously two, two meanings to all these things. But um, when, you're, when you're referencing demons and, and shit like that, you should, you should pay attention to it a little bit, right? And I think the idea, and, and it, is, it is an important job for someone like yourself to essentially kind of predict the future in a way, right? I mean, this is why in your second movie, you're going to look into the future. And I think that's a great idea. I think that's what a true um, leader in this type of a movement would would be, right? And uh, I would second that idea that you are the chemtrail guy. I mean, when I think of this kind of stuff, you're the first name that pops up. Um, Exxon, from this is the first I'm hearing about this from you, but right away, um, the liberals and the environmentalists and shit like that, which I, I'm all for the environment, dude. I think that, you know, we, we should take care of it, but people take it too far. Um, you know, they're fine with John Kerry taking a private jet. They're fine with China blowing tons and tons of CO2 into the freaking atmosphere, all the coal. They can use all the coal they want, but you need to have a battery-powered car because that's safe, right, or for the environment, even though, you know, that is literally powered by coal, 
the way that they make the cars, right? I think we touched on that last time. Exxon is hated by these environmentalists. So if Exxon is going to be the one that's against geoengineering, a lot of these people are going to say, yeah, fuck Exxon. Geoengineering is good because I, I, you know, they have contributed so much to the damage of the earth. So we're going to do the opposite of what Exxon wants, right? Great job, Ryan. Yes, because I was trying yeah. to I was trying to digest this yesterday, bro. And I figured I'd talk about it with you to help unravel it. And it's it's reverse psychology. Yeah. So it's like, oh, these people that you hate, they say this. And of course you're gonna say, oh, well, then I want the opposite of that. You know what I mean? It's very smart. So the opposite of not wanting geoengineering is wanting geoengineering, which is Bill Gates, please block my son, because you know, dirty. Dirty energy says opposite, but what makes sense why they would be on that side of the fence is because they want to claim that they're global warming deniers. Okay. So mm-hmm. the, the story of global warming and climate change and rising sea levels and all these fabricated lies, you know, out of this Al Gore camp and whoever is coming up with this genius scheme, because it's so smart mm-hmm. because they have technology like harp and stuff like that and chemtrails where they can create heat waves. So they can create heat waves with their tool belt, and then they can, with the controlled media, parrot this term, which is in everybody's consciousness, global warming, global warming, and then make you feel like that you're doing something good by fighting for global warming and, and, mm. and saying that something needs to be done. It's unreal. Interrupting the chemtrail guy, Matt Landman here really quick, just to mention Manscaped to you, which, as you know, is my favorite below-the-waist shaver. As many know, I do use one on my face as well, but it's very key to keep those separate. I always encourage at least the lawnmower 3.0. However, the 4.0 is their newest version. I love that ceramic blade that it's got, and I trim up my nuts real good with that thing. Um, like I said in the last ad, it's for your back crack and your sack, and it just keeps everything looking good, man. And so I'm giving a little bit of thanks to them this holiday season. They're supporting the show. They're giving you all some great discounts. There's over 4 million men worldwide who are using this stuff. And if you enter the promo code DANGER over there at Manscaped, you can get 20% off plus free shipping. Again, at manscaped.com, promo code DANGER, you get some nice 20% discounts, some free shipping on their amazing products. Think your holiday spread is good, question mark? I I think what they're going for here is when you spread your legs versus the spread on the table so that's very key wording right there i like that a lot they're very clever the way that they do these things it's time to give thanks to manscape performance package 4.0 or as i like to call it the perfect package for your package okay that is an original thought i'm not reading that off of anything okay um really cool stuff that they have they have some new stuff that came out if i get this website to to um my computer is fucking up okay here we go New thing that I mentioned last time, and I thought that I was too early on this. I was kind of scared, but the two-in-one shampoo conditioner, it's the hair wash and the conditioner. Awesome stuff. I hadn't noticed this crop exfoliator. It's a gentle groin exfoliant. So if you want your nutsack to look smooth and taste smooth and feel smooth, I mean, I, I would assume that that's what this exfoliator does, man. There's some really cool stuff. But as always, they're pushing this performance package 4.0 because not only do you get all the good stuff that you need, you get a major discount. Um, it's in total, you get the lawnmower 4.0, you get the re- retriever, the reviver, not the retriever, that would suck. You get a retriever for your nuts. 
the lawnmower 4.0 the weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer the crop preserver anti-chafing ball deodorant your crop reviver and the magic mat which um i actually don't like to use the magic mats i like to let my hair go all over the bathroom and just leave it there it makes like a nice smooth rug um I don't know. I mean, it's different strokes for different folks, though. These are really cool. They look like newspapers. It says, we save balls on them, and they're just disposable. It's nice. It's a fun thing. And then you get a few free things. You get the shed, which is the travel bag, just 100% free. That's a $40 value. And then the Manscaped Boxers. And if I'm not mistaken, they do have T-shirts here that are pretty awesome, too. But the Manscaped Boxers are $20, usually. So you're getting $60 worth of shit for free. Uh $217 value, $119 when you buy this performance package 4.0. And like I said, guys, they really do some great stuff. They fight testicular cancer. Uh, they're like the heroes of balls, dude. They really save nuts. And I'm sure the ladies like it too. I almost started reading the female copy ad um, because I'm trying to explore different ideas, if you know what I mean. So it's just a fun deal that we got going on over here at Manscaped crossed with dangerous world okay so get 20 percent off plus free shipping with the promo code danger at manscape.com that's 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code danger d-a-n-g-e-r i think is how you spell danger in all caps at manscape.com be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all from manscaped your balls will thank you boom let's get back to matt landman Phenomenal conversation that I had with this guy. So let's roll right back into it and go. The the whole thought of global warming being real is blaming carbon, which is oil and coal are the biggest producers of that dirty energy. So of course they would then come in and say, no, global warming is not real. We're not at fault for that and play that game to further us into this. The, so we live in duality and polarity. And everything is up, down, left, right here. And if the powers that be, you know, I don't like to say they, because that's just a word yeah. people like to target you for that. Oh, he said they. Who's yeah. they? Who's they? Yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's, it's so nonsense. Okay, you know, if I can't answer all your questions, that doesn't mean just because I can't answer the they, and I can, it's the Rockefellers. You don't even want to know the they answer, because then it's going to scare you. The Pope and the Rockefellers. Blah, 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 blah. Well, know? real quick, Matt, I think that yeah. your job as as a leader in this community, it's really to ask the questions. I don't think that your your job is really to give the answers, because everyone wants a different answer, essentially, right? So your your job, in my opinion, and I may be way off base, but it's to plant the questions in people's heads so that they can at least think because so much of our lives on a day-to-day basis is just listening and doing what either the mainstream news says a podcast that that is possibly co-opted not mine of course right but there's there's plenty out there that that are spreading fake news so sorry i just had to jump in there with that there's so many of the co-opted nature out there and to learn about the duality of even that that there are podcasts that are pretending to be good and podcasts that are actually good. So the they, they want a polarized argument of their falsehood and their falsehood, one representing truth, one representing false. And then when we're in there, in that argument, we're not empowered by truth. We're not even on a frequency of truth. We're on their frequency of vibration of some nonsense polarized by falsehood. It's not, it's not where we should even be as a being. We live in duality and we should have justice and balance and truth on one side you know and that's the big hijacking right now so 
Really quick, you you mentioned controlled opposition on on podcasts. I don't want to dive deep into that because that's a slippery slope. But one thing that was really fascinating is if you learn about Event 201, Bill Gates and these scumbags came out with Event 201 right before the pandemic came out. And it was the supercomputer ran through the scenario of exactly this, the coronavirus, you know, started in New York and it was a lot more um, death toll and whatever. But in the Event 201 supercomputer play out in November um, uh, 2019, it would have been, right? They all of this kind of information is disclosed on how the new world order wants to address a situation like this. And one of the tactics that they used in the supercomputer event 201 scenario is this disinformation thing called the flood, right? And the flood, which was going to correspond with right when the virus came out and they claim it's to, Whenever the propaganda machine does what it does, they claim it's for the good side. Like, oh, we have to fight, you know, the, the, the Russians. So we have to come up with our propaganda that's anti that or whatever. But now the propaganda is really anti-truth and it's weird and not what a government propaganda machine should be doing. So anyways, I think the event 201 and Bill Gates and this propaganda machine is not necessarily government. It's kind of private and it's getting in a, it's in a weird other space. So when they did the flood, of disinformation, right, as COVID came out, um, I, I, I do believe it was also alternative media. So they flood alternative media with disinformation along with the media with disinformation. And we're left so confused because we're bombarded with all these different um, polarized falsehoods is what I like to call them, but they're just lies. It's so many things. And even if people have a lot of different truths and then they have some, some BS in there and you trust them and you don't know, and da da da. But at the end of the day, guess how empowering it is because we get to actually ask our guts and get involved with our intuition finally and empower ourselves with our street smarts and just try to feel it out. Like, I'm not asking everybody to trust me and love me. Maybe judge me by the fruits of my labor, like watch my movie and whatever and whatever. And like, I don't really want to even be judged, period. But at the end of the day, the power is yours. The truth is the frequency and you get to feel it in your heart and soul. One more really quick thing before I pass it to you. You mentioned CERN for a second, and I just want to, I did, I did say this word CERN, and then you brought it back up, but like, um, seems like you might know a little bit more about it. I've always just ignored that whole topic. It seems totally like they're not giving us enough information. What do I have to go off of? I've seen that they're building a lot of them on, in the United States, these CERN bases or whatever, and they're very expensive. And the other day, I just had this like click call it a download, call it like an epiphany, whatever. Like I think about all this stuff all the time and I'm an activist and people ask me these questions. And yeah, I do pose the questions for them and whatnot. But when I do meet people one-on-one, I got to find where they're at, be grounded in my approach, my grandma or a grandmother or a t- you know, whoever it may be and be like, oh, well, they're looking to you know, lessen the sunlight because blah, 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 blah. You know, you got to find them where they're at. And that's the role of an activist. Um, when you're one-on-one, you got to kind of answer the questions or they don't want to even hear what you have to say. So I had this click for CERN. It's kind of, it's spiritual and it's complicated, but it's simple. And, and here I go. So the astrology is, is changing in our world above us to have us like have these downloads and triggers to have humanity essentially ascend, but it's not really about an ascension. It's about just like having a higher vibration on earth so we can stop fighting and all these sort of things. It's like, we're supposed to evolve as a species, I believe. Slowly but surely, there's an evolution that's triggered by the light codes from the stars and the sun and the moon, maybe, you know, 
And I think that's why they want to dim the sky with this chemtrails and metallic and the metals Ooh. in between. And that's why I've really been giving it so much thought about the, the astrology is because I'm the chemtrail dude, like we just said. So, it, so the thing is, is in the astrology slowly but surely, Saturn's coming back as the ruling planet. And Saturn represents Satan. And when Saturn's like the ruling planet in our sky, the vibration of like Saturn, Satan can like come to earth more or something like that. I don't know how it all works, but the powers that be, the they, the occult, through symbology and all these things and a lot of trickery because we're really powerful, but if they get us believing other things and co-creating in another world, that's kind of how they play us is getting us kind of just totally programmed and controlled in this other way. So they have us worshiping these cubes and then actually the, the architecture was totally hijacked through brutalism and all these squares and everything squared off and the feng shui is all messed up. But we worship these TVs and these squares and our laptops and computers. They're all black squares, which represents Saturn. Okay, so they're trying to get us like rep worshiping Saturn, but not knowing it and buying themselves time till Saturn actually comes back. And then it'll, it'll be so strong that we won't even have to worship them and he'll be able to come <laughs> and be, it'll be like, well, we missed our opportunity to ascend or whatever, something like that. I have no idea. So basically in the future, Saturn is going to come back. And in the future, if they can buy themselves some time and sidestep our evolutionary phase, which is the next couple hundred years or hundred years or 50 years or whatever, we're supposed to go through like an intense evolution humanity is, they want to get us faster to the future where there's a transhumanism agenda and Saturn's coming back and whatever, you know, ignore all the astrology stuff I said, if you want. You can just envision they want to get us faster to the future because in the future there's robots and there's transhumanism and they can get their control. They can't get their control right now. Okay. So that's why they're trying to buy themselves time to get the control. So CERN is making time go faster so they can get to their end game faster. That's all it is. And I, I, I mean, that's what I just, I, maybe I'm wrong, but it just, I, I don't even know what the hell CERN is. But I realized, I think that's what's going on, what they're trying to do. I was like talking to my grandma a couple of years ago. And I was like, dude, when I was playing football as a kid, seconds were like one Mississippi, two Mississippi. Try looking at a clock now. The seconds are like, boom, 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 boom. Why wow, you say Mississippi? Wow. You know what I mean? I'm like, what, what? Like, am I going crazy? So that's just a thought. And this is all like esoteric and whatever. But as activists, we get to wear many hats. It's a holistic approach to like everything, including spirituality. And we get to have these awesome, cool conversations. So what do you think about all that? Dude, no, I, I think that you're right on base because, yes, as a child, and CERN came about really, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, in the early 80s, if I'm, if I'm correct about that. And the Internet was actually created for CERN. And then they ended up using it for – they ended up being able so that the Internet could get out to, like, you and me because it's a good marketing tool. It's a good way to sell, right? You made a face there. Did you hear something different about the Internet? No, I thought that was really cool. I never heard that. Um, that yeah. I think that's, that's amazing to see the internet because the internet is kind of like a virus, honestly, and it's slowly creeping it itself until it'll get inside of us and try to make us all transhuman and, and they want this singularity thing. That's, yeah, like, well, that's like opposite of consciousness and it's so bad. Keep going. Exactly. I mean, the, the, so yeah, the internet was created for CERN. Uh, it really became more public in the 90s is when they started spreading it to, you know, schools at first you know universities and schools and then it started trickling down when steve jobs and uh bill gates of course sort of colluded to make sure that this would be a, a thing that every single person could do obviously bill gates the man behind the pc the personal computer my computer right and then uh steve jobs comes in 
And I mean, people thought that they were kind of dueling. They were buddies, man. Um, yeah, I think that it's possible that that Bill Gates, you know, had something to do with either the disappearance or the death of Steve Jobs. Uh, this is alleged, of course, right? But then Mark Zuckerberg, who is a protege of Bill Gates, 100%. I mean, this is a confirmed thing. I did a uh, deep dive into the history of Facebook. Um, as I'm sure you know, LifeLog was supposed to be this DARPA CIA program that was going to be uh, essentially collecting as much data on as many people as possible. So Mark Zuckerberg takes the idea of the personal computer, allegedly. I mean, this is really just Harvard and, and DARPA and the CIA. They make it so that instead of a personal computer, a selfish idea of having your own computer that's no one else's, the social networking concept. So everyone is connected through these little computers. And you said something really interesting about the black mirror type concept of what a screen is um, and how it represents Satan. It's the black cube, right? That's what we're talking about here. The black cube of Saturn, um, the hexagon symbolism and all that crazy shit is all tied into that. Um, It's a really, really deep kind of idea but i mean facebook now is trying to focus on the metaverse and this is the whole idea of living in a screen i'm not sure if you've seen that how how they're changing from facebook to meta have you seen the movie ready player one yes i have great movie but yeah yep predictive programming and yes and i'm a film major and i was lucky enough to finally make a movie that i'm proud of franken skies so that's I'm, I'm I'm super stoked about that because a lot of people go to film school and they don't end up being able to make a feature film. I'm very thankful that I was able to do that. It's a great yeah. educational movie, too. I showed my dad, who's not a, a, as deep as I am in conspiracies, and he thought it was phenomenal. Like, Because I told him, I was like, if you, if you do nothing else, watch Lennon B. Johnson talk about how, you, how we need to control the weather. And I mean, he's not a, an LBJ fan by any means, you know, but uh, my grandma was. She's a, you know, a Texas Democrat. And uh, so, yeah, dude, just weird shit. But it's a phenomenal movie. So I just had to had to compliment you on that. No, I appreciate it. And and I was really blessed with the with the help that I got and the way things lined up and even being able to find the footage. I mean, a lot of the military stock footage just we, we were in the Texas A&M archives and we were able to find it in there. It's just weird. It's just weird. I was blessed. I was blessed. My friend Nicole, she helped and it, she was a blessing like the. Making a movie is like such a difficult thing in, in the end. Now it exists. I forgot your question. I, I started thinking about Franken Skies. Just that's all I'm thinking. Oh, about. no, I, I was I mean, I was just bouncing ideas off you. Uh, Texas A&M is a really interesting school, too. Um, mm-hmm. The guy I just did an episode on the BCCI bank fraud and the CIA director during that time goes on to become the president of Texas A&M. So you've got people working at the top levels of espionage moving over to the top levels of education and back and forth. I mean, this guy, I think now he's still in government. Robert Gates is his name, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, there's a lot of weird shit that goes down in Texas. And Texas is, is another location uh, that was supposed to be where a certain type of uh, entity would would be coming out of. So, um, but yeah, no, I'd like to talk more about CERN because I think that it's something that that there's a lot of theories around it. And I just find it, it it is something and it's it's interesting to me that you that you look into it, but you you said yourself that you don't know a ton about it. Um it I don't know if it so much has to do with weather, but the idea that you have about it speeding up time, I can absolutely see that because same with you as a kid, you know, school years would take forever. And then you look back in time. 
And it's like, man, it's kind of hard to really kind of contemplate how long ago a year really was, you know? And I think that, that this pandemic has kind of slowed time down in a way um, because people aren't, aren't as active. People aren't, you know, they don't have things to look forward to. Obviously when you're looking forward to going on a vacation or a trip leading up to that, it seems like it takes forever, right? I mean, it seems like you're not like, it's never going to get here, especially as a child, but you know, even me as an adult, I'm, I'm on vacation right now uh, from work. And it, I mean, it took forever to get here and it's going by quick. You know what I mean? And then when it's done, I'm going to be like, well, fuck, where'd my week go? You know what I mean? So there is something to that, dude. I think that's a thought that I'm going to have to really think about um, how CERN is its sole purpose is just to speed up time. But um, the metaverse, man, what do you think about this? Do you think that do you think that it is solely for control or do you think that um, do you think there's anything good to to the metaverse at all? That was the question that you asked. And yeah, I the so being a film major, that's what so my train of thought went totally in another direction. I'm I'm all about these different predictive programming movies. I love that topic. If you've seen the movie Snowpiercer. Yes. Oh my gosh. At the movie, at the beginning of the movie, for you conspiracy theorists, Snowpiercer, it starts off with chemtrail planes. Yeah. Like the first three seconds. I mean, you're in the movie, you're in the movie theater, you sit down in your seat, you're like with millions of other people, you know, when the movies are released, they're in the theater. Nowadays, it's totally different. And you're in there and you've paid your money and, and you have temporary suspension of disbelief. Like they can show anything to you and you wouldn't connect it to the outside world. It's just this weird programming thing that yeah, they, yeah. they've done. And at the very beginning of Snowpiercer, the, the chemtrail planes come, they haze over the sky, and then it says global warming got so bad they had to do something and act. So they decided to dim the sky. And they did. And it worked. But then it worked too well. And they went plummeting into, into an ice age. The whole of humanity. Every single human and every single um, living being dies because of the ice age, except for this fancy train that they've got speeding around the planet. And it's an interesting train because it's symbolic of like the caste system and the back of the train is the poorest and the front of the train is the richest and the people like fight to get to the front. And it's, it's, it's fascinating, but it's complete predictive programming, disclosure, social engineering, cultural engineering, all these interesting things that take away our powers because when I try to talk to someone about the dimming of the sky, they say, oh, you mean like Mr. Burns and the Simpsons? Or they say, oh, like the Matrix. You think they're going to do it like the Matrix, young man? Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like no, sir, they're not going to do it like the Matrix. <laughs> you know, like They're doing it slowly but surely right in front of your effing face. You know what I mean? But nobody wants to hear that because then they've been, they've been bamboozled. So the Ready Player One, I had to watch it for research. And it, I enjoyed it. Don't mind me. And no, I had heard it come up. Yeah, it's great. I heard it come up a few times and I revisited it because I'd watched it a while ago when it first came out, maybe on a plane or something. But it is the metaverse and what they want. So this whole, so if we're going to talk about time. We can talk, talk about time lines. I believe that humanity. So you ever, I mean, this, this is just kind of a yes, no question. Have you looked into the world fairs and the interesting lost history and all that sort of stuff? I have a friend that does a, a really great podcast on that, The Great Deception. But yes, short answer, yes. Cool, 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 cool. So I, I bought 
um, some world fair handbooks for like when you were there and you went around and you have the map and all this stuff. No shit. Like for original, the, original, yeah, original one. Wow, dude. I got 1904 for St. Louis. Unreal. And 1895 for Chicago. Uneffing real. Dude, could and, you share some pictures with me on that? Because my yeah, friend would fucking love it. Something? I mean, you can buy these things um, on like eBay and uh, what have you for like 50 bucks and stuff. And it's wow. amazing because they've got the, like the person who owned it, like John Smith or whatever, he's like making little notes. Like, this is cool. I should go back here with my kids. No but, way. You know, like they're at the zoo or they're at the World Fair. You know, they're, they're at the World Fair. But a lot of it doesn't make sense, Okay. And one of the things, so our, our history is a complete lie is what I'm starting to realize. hundred percent. And one thing that doesn't make sense is they had harmless wireless tech. They had amazing elaborate architecture that could not have been built in that sort of time frame. And also they had exhibits with like thousands of Filipinos, people from the Philippines. Um, and they had them like dressed up like Native Americans and stuff like I don't know what if they were introducing this concept of the Native American to the world and like, this is the history. This is what it is. And maybe it was fabricated. This is that's super offensive to a lot of people. I know. But there's a lot of questions that start to come up, you know, like I know they didn't just take those thousand people back to the Philippines and stuff and whatnot. And and then at the end of all these world fairs, they're all burned to the freaking ground, you know, and every last bit of it's covered up. And I even met a normal person from St. Louis recently. And I'm asking them about the World Fair. And there was like, yeah, the largest um, Ferris wheel in the world. And, recent, and like in recent years, it was buried because they didn't want people to, I don't even know. Like there's, whenever things are buried, it's just like t- totally questionable. It's like you could have disposed of it. You know, like you're, bar- you're spending all this effort to bear a mound of earth on top of this so no one can see or think about it. Hmm. You know? So when I start to think about our true timeline. Well, in the 1800s, there was some high-tech people, humans, humanoids, you know, Tesla-type people, maybe like Tesla Elvin, kind of more, like maybe different species of humans, maybe it was human, whatever, wherever they went, I don't know. But we were on track towards some sort of major humanity advancements and probably some sort of um, spiritual... Uh, you know, spiritual sort of advancement. Oh, so in like what's going on now? Yeah, but in the 1800s, we were already yeah. there. And they had, and the powers that be said goodbye to that world. They put it all on display and then they burned it or whatever the world fairs were. And they've been trying to quell our progression forever, it seems. It seems like, I mean, not forever, but the last time at least. I don't even know what before that was. So for timelines, I think our timeline that we're on is like a slope up. It's a slope up towards um, maybe we have an uh, elevation of consciousness out of physicality. Maybe we just have a peace on earth. Whatever it is, the vibration on earth should be rising. And I think that's like the slow and steady ascension process. And we have this like, imagine like a timeline that we're on. So I think that the powers that be want to create a new timeline. And so this, mm. this mass thing and all this nonsense is a new world order agenda. It was not on our true authentic like timeline. And so you talked about time being frozen. I had to give like a little background to where my mind is even going with that. So I do believe that time's being messed with. I mean, you said time's being messed with. I, sometimes I feel like it's frozen. Sometimes I feel like it's speeding up. And during this whole collective 
issue. We're not, it's not even a pandemic. I don't even know what to call it. I can't believe that yesterday at the hardware store, me and my girlfriend were in there with our faces out. This woman flipped out and she was yelling at the other customers. They're not wearing a mask. Damn, look at them. Look at them. Like trying to get them to like all team up on us. And we're well, you're in like, Oregon too, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, a blue, it's a blue state. You very, know, very blue. But either way, I usually get away with it. But I, <laughs> my, point, my point being is they live in a different world than I do. One hundred percent different world, and I think that there's an original timeline, and then there's a fabricated timeline, and that's why we're all like frozen in this. Like, none of us have anything to look forward to. Are we going to all be wearing masks forever? They haven't even given us that. Now that we have the masks on again over here, they have the masks on again. I don't. They haven't told us how long. It's just like wear the mask. Well, they're calling it the new normal for a reason, right? Exactly. Exactly. So where this is going over the next 10, 20 years and where they're trying to slowly, slowly stretch it out while they're building CERN stations all over the world, there's, there's dozens of them being built in the United States, okay? And they're, they're so expensive, like who's affording this? So that they can smash protons into each other and collect it all at the same time, maybe in conjunction with one another, all in sync, create like little wormholes to what? Get us in the future or what? I don't, to maybe get us on a new timeline. They want to create an alternative timeline, parallel timeline. Like I think there are all sorts of parallel timelines. And so they just want to create a, a one that they, you know, and that's maybe what this whole fabricated, um, cause I'm not sure how much I trust the Mandela effect, although it's yeah. cool and stuff, but maybe it's like, Oh, remember that's the past. Oh yeah. Because they want to create a new past for the fabricated timeline that doesn't exist quite yet. They want to, pop us off of our timeline because that's toward like ascension or whatever. And they want to F with this timeline so much that they, that they can control its future through 5G and all the control frequency and the Saturn coming back and all that nonsense. So it gets really weird and spiritual and esoteric, but there is an agenda. It's a collective agenda. I was watching the news the other day and I was like shocked to see other countries, like everyone's wearing like a mask still. I'm like, everybody's still doing this? It's yeah, like, Italy, I yeah. I get caught up in my world, you know, I'm day to day, do my thing, whatever I do. It's primarily activism. I'm like shipping out DVDs and shipping out my Sparrow um, EMF silver clothing line. That's good. Like EMF, like you said, yes. The answer to that is yes. It's pretty cool. It's really awesome how much it's succeeding as an activist because activism isn't really bringing home the bacon, you know, but if you trust and you really put your heart into it, you can make a living off of anything, yeah. which, is, which is, I like to be an example of that. So that's really all I can say about that, all that. I mean, I can say a lot. It's, it's so fascinating. Okay, so really, lastly, we, us, the truth seekers, you know, whoever we are, whyever we're here, me and you and other people that are just like completely dumbfounded by this, and it's so obvious that we should breathe freely. It's so obvious that we shouldn't get in line for these experiments and all these things that are happening right now. And like, where's our consciousness and why are we like this? And, and you know, it's very interesting that we are so aware so I think, so I have an, an analogy and I hope I don't totally screw it up. So when I grew up, I grew up driving stick. I learned stick. It's good in the snow. You live in Tucson. I don't know where you grew up, but stick is nice to have in the snow and the sand, whatever. And most trucks or whatever. I don't know. It's good to know how to drive stick. Oh, absolutely. So, so my cars are, weren't always the best growing up. And they, I would always be like the starter would break. And it's actually crazy. If you get the starter and like hit it with like a hammer, it'll start again. You know, it's got a few more starts in it. But either way, you've got a starter that triggers the um, ignition to light the engine, whatever, to make your, start, to make your car go. There's a thing called a starter. 
And if you if your starter breaks completely, you can basically find a hill and park on the hill. And then when you need to start your car, you roll your car down that hill and then you pop the clutch. You put the car in first gear. You can only do this in a stick car, um, a manual car, manual transmission. So you put the, the, the car in the first gear and then you hit the clutch and you pull off the clutch and the car's, the, the engine is forced to like turn over because you're in first gear going down a hill and you can start the car without the starter. Okay? It's called a bump start. Yeah, you can get a friend to give you a push to whatever. You know, you don't you don't even need the starter if you're just going to do that all the time. But there's not hills everywhere, especially in Tucson, right? Which I've yeah. been around Tucson. I, I flyered that whole town and not very many. I mean, there's an awesome mountain over there, um, which is gorgeous. Um, Lemon. Mount Lemon? Yeah, Lemon. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, man. Go there all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I love the, those saguaro cactuses. You're in, I mean, you're in a beautiful, amazing part of the world. Um, so I think that our original timeline is there. Time's not even really real. And there is a humanity like ascension right there, kind of, but we're on this freaking hijacked timeline right now. But all of us coming here with the truth and seeking the truth, it's just like our timeline lost its starter. And all we need to do is pop the clutch mm. to get on the new, to get on our original timeline. It's right there. It's still right there. And, and if we can just bring our consciousness enough up, we can bring the collective up, it's through this, the truth. The truth is actually the, the, um, the light, I think. And truth is such a high vibration that it'll, it'll kick us on to that, that higher timeline. So the more we dig down the rabbit hole as a collective, I think we can kickstart this timeline towards um, ascension such a hippie word, you guys. I'm, I'm, for lack of a better word, I say that. I just mean out of their grit. Like they want to control us and attack us and turn us slowly but surely into robots, our children and whatnot, and have this transhumanism reality. And outside of that is what we want, which is not that. I call it ascension. I just call it away from that, you know, like humanity. And we can easily get there, metaphor or not. And I'm really excited about where it's going to go. You know, we, we're here for a reason, bro. Yeah. And, like, and the fact that we can like do these ponderings and come up with these awesome things and talk to people and be here right now in this, like, it seems like an age of falsehoods an age, an empire of lies, you know, like look at our president and look at everything around us, but we're in duality. We're in, we're in polarity. Like this world is polarized and is duality. And as long as we're here, there's going to be, there's going to be a light casting out the darkness. So, Oh yeah, man. Do, you know, when you're talking about like how, how everything's so divided up, it's either a or B there's no C or there's no, there's nothing in the middle of a and B. Um, that's why I think that if this, coronavirus shit came from china as a bioweapon to fuck up not really only the united states it's taken a big toll on the world except for china it seems like china's doing just fine um it's the best way to possibly do it because if you kill a bunch of people with a bioweapon if this thing had like a 50 percent mortality rate everyone would be on board i would get a fucking vaccine for this damn thing if it was killing half the people that i knew uh, if there was literally bodies in the street, like they try and make it seem like I would probably go and get this thing. I'd probably, you know, cause it's a risk reward, right? Mm-hmm. Me as a, as, as a younger man, I'm 30, but me being my age, it seems as though there's more of a risk to go and get the shot than to just get COVID. I've had it twice. And I'm, you know, it was it, one time it was kind of rough. The second time it was nothing. Um, my parents both got it. They were both very sick for a couple months, but they're also out of shape. 
Uh, I'm not in the greatest shape. I could much, I could be in much better shape, but they're in, they're in pretty rough shape. And then, uh, you know, they have like some underlying conditions and shit. So it was tough for them. But the reason that it was so good on China's part, if we're talking from a tactical standpoint, it's making people have the conversation that this is a real pandemic or not divide and conquer. Right. I mean, you have some people that are like fucking wear your mask like you like what happened to you. And some people are like, you're retarded if you're wearing a mask. You know what I mean? It's not it's it's not only unhealthy, but it makes it so that your immune system goes down and all these other things. So um, it is it's a bioweapon, but not in the sense that I think it was intended. I just think that they struck gold with it. I think that for the new world order agenda, there is nothing better than a pandemic that really has a 99 plus survivability rate. But the media and the people that trust the media believe that it's going to kill you if you get it. That's that's an argument right there. And that makes it so that everyone is going to debate this shit and no one can get along. You know what I mean? I, I actually I'm guilty of it. I take pictures of people when they're alone in their car wearing masks. I take pictures and I have like a catalog of people like fucking wearing masks alone in their car because um, it's just it's pathetic, dude. And, and it's weird. But um, there was one other thing. Oh, with the predictive programming. um. It's in your face right now. I mean, there are some very serious shows like American Horror Story, the new season. I thought it was awesome. I don't know if you've seen it, but you you ought to watch it, dude. I mentioned this so many damn times on my show lately, but like the first half of it is about like the black pill and adrenochrome. And then the second half is about the like going from the Eisenhower all the way up to like the Kennedy administrations, like the Grayada Treaty area 51 all these crazy things and um my question to you since you're like you know a film you have a film uh degree why do you think the the predictive programming was so sneaky back in you know as, as little as five years ago and now it's in your face i mean it is crazy that they're telling you exactly what's going on and it's undeniable if you're just paying half-ass attention um do you think that's to distract from these more serious issues or what's the deal there? Definitely distraction is one of the biggest motives right now as they set up a complete new world order um, agenda. Um, The more something's in your face, the more it's easily denied. Um, It's hidden in plain sight. And it's kind of just like how we are right now. Like they'll tell you 99.9% survival rate. It's all over the news, but it's kind of like a stupidity test. Like, are you entrenched in fear enough to like get experimented on because of that? You know, um, the bioweapon, like, is it a bioweapon or not? Like they, they, like, I think they probably manufacture everything like SARS and all this sort of stuff. So flu, yeah. Yeah. So is it a rebranded flu or is it a bioweapon? That's kind of probably the same conversation. I've always thought it was a rebranded cold flu season or whatever, but they come, they introduce those every year anyway. So it's like it's the same conversation. Um, really the- quick. Yeah, go ahead. No, oh, no, I was just going to say the vaccines seem to have had something to do with this because so many people getting the vaccines and then the shedding from the vaccines. And my dad, again, not the biggest conspiracy theorist, but he said this when he got sick and uh, he got so pissed at me because I gave my mom some of the horse ivermectin, you know, because I took some when I got sick the second time. You know what I mean? I'm not recommending it. That's not medical advice. I took it. My girlfriend took it. I mean, like we got over it very quickly. Um, but he he said that, you know, back when this whole thing started, he didn't know a person that had it. And then it went from like that to like everyone he knew had it uh, a year later here in 2021. So I think the vaccines and the shedding from that 
have something to do. I think it's creating AIDS patients uh, out there, essentially. For sure. And um, it's, it's not even the same game anymore. At first, it was, it was more the media. After everyone started getting a jab, of course, there's, there's shedding and all that, you know, leading to more people getting sick. And I mean, if you really want to go there with the chemtrails, I think that there's agents in the chemtrails as well. They had a really crazy spray day the other day, and I woke up with a total infection, like a lung infection, and it was hard to, to get rid of. And I feel like that my system was super bogged down the more Wi-Fi or cell phone or whatever, whatever I was on while I was sick. And, it, and I think that they're cranking up those frequencies, keeping people sick for longer. Before I lose this whole esoteric timeline thing, and you talked about the split, how split up we are and divided. It's either one side or the other. And that is their game. And, and, and how they're so smart about it, I think it's the supercomputer, dude. I think the supercomputer is like, tell them 99%, tell them, make them, it's so obvious. Each side is so... Well, folks, I lied. If you head over to patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast in this particular episode, you're getting 40 minutes of bonus content. Patreon.com slash dangerous world podcast. Matt Lamon and I get into hidden history, alternative timeline creation, and all that good stuff. Future job losses and job creation. How to ensure your entertainment during a grid down scenario. Amazon book burning and much, much more. So, guys, do me a favor. Do yourselves a favor. Subscribe to Patreon for that $3. You're not going to miss it. You're going to enjoy it. Tell your friends. See you over there.